to the Highly Speeded Sports Podcast. My name is Andrew. I'm here with my co-host Garrett. And week six is almost over. And week five. Week five. Week five. Sorry. Don't get ahead of ourselves here. Trying to trying to rush into next week. Week five is almost over. We got Colts Ravens tonight. Hopefully, looking for a Lamar Jackson to just wreck the Colts. We got a bunch of injuries to report on, a bunch of games to report on. This is the first week, also for the rookie report that we have. What? Seven or eight total rookies we got to talk about? Actually, it's probably more than that. It's probably closer to nine. And then, as always, the, the best sports segment in all of podcasts, Flaming Five Wins of the Week. Garrett, how you doing today? Uh, listen, I'm I'm doing great. Nobody can get me off my high horse right now. We got a Patriots comeback win yesterday. The Red Sox can close it out tonight against the Rays. My fantasy football team won again in epic fashion. I'm good. I, there's... Literally, unless the Red Sox lose tonight, I can't come off this high horse. I'm good. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not so good. This isn't a fantasy show, but it's looking rough for me. The Steelers won. That's about it. The Dodgers won on on Saturday, so that's pretty good. But it's, it's gonna be a, it's probably gonna be a rough rough week of sports for me. So I'm just waiting to see how how things pan out. But are right, you want to jump into some games? Yeah, let's get right into it. Let's you want to hit Chargers Browns yeah, first? Okay, that was game of the week. Yeah, over, that game was ridiculous. Over a thousand yards of offense between the two teams. Um, this third, is this is what we thought the Bills Chiefs game was going to be. Yeah, when I had said seventy five minimum points scored between the Chiefs and the Bills, I was like, all right. But then I see the Chargers and the Browns almost score a hundred points combined in in a full game of football is just absolutely ridiculous. Justin Herbert is making a making a case to be MVP this year. He He's said, the man. He said, "Fuck Kyler Murray, I'm Kid the show. MVP." I'm the MVP, baby, and he's showing out. I mean, he's beat some some very, very good teams this year thus far. Every throw he has is on a frozen rope. It's just yeah. every – it's like every ball he throws, every single one looks like he's throwing it more accurate and more of a dart, so, every single one. I don't know if you saw this, but there was a, a – one of the guys that, like, coaches quarterbacks through the combine and, and just kind of – Builds them up through camps and all of that throughout their younger years. He he, I saw a video on Twitter he made. He said Justin Herbert has an arm that you very rarely see out of quarterbacks. Like he, Patrick Mahomes and and doesn't even have it. Like Patrick Mahomes just has pure arm strength. He looks like he throws the ball hard. He, he, Justin Herbert and kind of Josh Allen are an elite company of where they don't look like they throw the ball hard. Like they don't have the fast motion of the arm. But the thing, the football comes off their hands, and you're like, where, where does the speed come from? It just, it makes absolutely zero sense, and it shows. He's got the, he's got the 2012 Matt Stafford arm. That's what yeah. he has. It's the 2012 Matt Stafford arm, where just everything that comes out is an absolute fucking rope and good show. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. Uh, question about this game: Does Brandon Staley have? the biggest nutsack in the NFL. Um, that dude has absolute balls. He is going for it anytime. He Like yesterday, his kicker just starts letting him down, like just missing kicks left and right. He's like, okay, fuck it. We're going to go for it. Like on every fourth down, we're going to go for two. I, I don't care anymore. That dude is just like, we go for it all the time. I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, and and I mean, I guess, I guess maybe. it's, But it's winning them games, so... I guess maybe it's not notes. Maybe it's the smarter I mean, decision to make. They went for it on like a fourth and nine on their own side of the field. Nobody does that. I mean, okay, that's not true. I don't want to be like the commentators that sit there every week in the booth and 
they go for it at the every team every week goes for it on like the fifty yard line. It's like a fourth and four in the first half, and they're like, "Whoa, this is just." I mean, no team does this. It's like every team does this. If you're not going for it at this point in those situations, like you're doing, you're not doing it right. Analytically, every which way, it's it's you go for it. Any chance you can go for it, you go for it. I mean, you just have a better chance. But Staley is like, okay, fourth and fours are like nothing to him. He lives for the fourth and nine. He's like, give me fourth and nine. Let's If it's fourth and four, he's telling Rashawn Slater to like jump off sides or it's a false start so it can be a fourth and nine. So that he can be like, yo, Herbert, go get this one. Uh, it's, it's just nuts how compatible the Chargers' entire team is. Because I had came into the air and said, uh, it's probably going to be a little bit of a sophomore slump for Justin Herbert. Brand new offensive line. Like, they're probably not going to merge well right off the bat. And Boy, were you said, wrong. They, they just said, like, oh, highly undisputed sports podcast host, Andrew Theory. Fuck that guy. He's 100% wrong. They, like, you know Staley and Herbert listen oh, to this. Oh, yeah, easily. They, they, they're, they're just like, all right, well, we might not make ourselves known that we listen. Like, they don't even follow us on Twitter. But, like, they, they listen and they're like, all right, we're going to prove this guy wrong. Along with the fucking Cowboys. Kid, Kid show. show. But... They have de- you've been decimated on some of your teams takes this year. Teams are just like, all right, this guy is just going to look like the worst, worst sports podcast host ever. And and I am. They're making me look bad. It's just absolutely terrible. I don't get it, but good for them. I'm happy to see. I like Justin Herbert. I'm a very big fan. I love watching the – they're probably my favorite team in the league to watch right now. I I, th- I mean, obviously, the if I can't watch the Patriots, I think I want to watch the Chargers. Like – Oh, well, okay, that's not it's true. It's Chargers Cardinals. It's yeah, because I'm a Kyler Murray guy. I've always been a Kyler Murray guy. But there, Justin Herbert, you've I think you've asked me this question before. It is now official. The Dolphins not taking Justin Herbert is, and obviously hindsight 2020. But them passing on him is the biggest mistake in, I think potentially NFL history right now. I I don't know if you can say that because Tua was a, a, a highly touted. Uh, no, that's fair. Hindsight's twenty twenty, yes. you know. So, but for them to have Tua in that situation right now, if you put Justin Herbert on the Dolphins, how good are they? Because they were really good. good last year, and they have a pretty good roster. Like, I don't think their roster is actually better than the Chargers' roster, but I think it's really complementary. And if they had had Herbert this offseason, I think they would have been better fit to go forward instead of having the Tua situation where you don't know what you have and. It's hard to build around him because you don't know what you have. Like, I think the Dolphins could potentially be like a Super Bowl contender if they had Justin Herbert. Yeah, I possibly. I don't think the Dolphins have nearly nearly as talented the roster as as the Chargers do. I mean, the Chargers beat beat the Dolphins in offensive line, running back. They, I mean, the Dolphins have a better tight end, maybe a better receiving core, but. It's, it's well, I don't know. Mike Williams is out here acting like the seventh pick in the draft, which he was. Yeah. I mean, some of those catches he made yesterday, just his ability when they decide to go to it and just chuck it up to him and say, go get it, he get, he's pretty much as good as anybody in the league at that. I uh, I don't know what to make of the Browns, though. I You have a very good game. comes down to the wire. I'm just very, very... They are still Super Bowl, Super Bowl contenders to me, but... Are they, though? Yes. Do you trust them in any situation to win a game? If they get, they should be getting Jarvis Landry back this week, because OBJ and and Baker still do not have any sort of connection in the offense. OBJ, this was a, a not a positive game script strip script for him. Wow, 
But he's had two games without, three games now without Jarvis Landry. And he's done absolutely nothing to help the Browns win a game. Granted, there were, there were balls that Baker, like last week, Baker had OBJ on a wide open route down the field and just missed. It's just they don't have a connection. Him and Jarvis, Baker and Jarvis have one of the better connections to each other in the league, I would say. So here's my problem with the Browns. And if you listen to the show consistently, you know how I feel about Baker Mayfield. I am out. I think I can probably name 17 quarterbacks better than him right now. And I just, I think he's pretty much overrated. Listen, they go up two scores. And Baker Mayfield's all, you know, he's kiki and he feels good about himself. They're going to win the game. You know, he's dabbing up in the end zone, whatever. And then in the fourth quarter, when it's winning time and the Chargers are coming back, what do you do? You have a three and out, a four and out. And then when you get the ball back down five with a minute and 30 and one timeout, which I understand that's a difficult situation. They only mustered 27 yards on that drive. First of all, in that situation, the defense is giving you anything underneath. Like, they're just giving you the underneath stuff because they're like, okay, just no big plays. You know, no big plays. So you get 27 yards and two first downs on that entire drive, and then that's it. That's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I think Baker Mayfield is a problem. If it's not scripted and they're not front-running, he can't win. See, I, I just I have to disagree. Yeah, okay, the, the three and outs in, in the fourth quarter, that's a big deal. But how much of that is just play calling in general? Oh, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. No, no, no. We're not going to go play calling. Kevin Stefanski was coach of I'm the not, year last year. I'm not blaming it on Kevin. But uh, so, did, are you telling me that in those four three and outs, that he, those, those two three and outs he had in the fourth quarter, that there was a wide open guy somewhere that he missed on the field for a first down? That that the defense of the Chargers didn't just lock up the offense and didn't. didn't okay. Let- so, while yes, he he missed throws and he had o- Odell dropped a ball. Odell dropped a ball that should have been a first down. I give him that. Here's where my problem is. They're in a third and four situation, and you know what they did? They tried to run a draw play in that situation. Instead of putting the ball in the hands of your quarterback, that tells me everything I need to know. They don't Does trust Baker. Because they don't they trust the Baker. No, 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 because they don't trust Baker Mayfield in that situation to get four yards. They have the best running group in the league. Cream they- Hunt's a pretty good pass catcher, isn't he? One of the best pass-catching running backs in the league. Baker had, Baker had 23 completions on 32 attempts for 305 yards That's fine. and two touchdowns. When, what was his fourth quarter numbers? I, I don't have Not those. good. Not good. He was he's below 50% in the fourth quarter. They were they were 1-3 in, in, in fourth down efficiency. and Yeah, 4-12 in, in, in third down efficiency. That's terrible. The game. That's like, terrible. I understand that, but not you can't put all of the blame on Baker. I've, I've never in my life said that Baker Mayfield is an elite NFL quarterback. I'm not saying you've said that, but but I'm saying I don't think you can come out here and say that there are 17 quarterbacks in the league better than Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I think I can name 17 quarterbacks better than him. I don't think you could. And I, mean, I think if we, I put any one of those 17 quarterbacks on the Browns, I would have more faith in the Browns to win the Super Bowl this year than with Baker. It'll it'll be week six. Come next week's podcast, week six will be in the books. Why don't we go back to what we did preseason and take our quarterback lists and rearrange them, compare our Preseason quarterback list. Yeah, that's fine. Post week six quarterback list. And if you can, if you can logically make an argument for seventeen quarterbacks to be better than Baker Mayfield, I'll give it to you. But I, I don't think that's the case. I still think the Browns are Super Bowl contenders. They lost to the hottest 
the hottest team in the AFC right now. That's say, that's fine. Say what you want to get about the Bills. The Bills are, are number two, and it's very close. The Chargers are the hottest team in the NFL in the, in the AFC that's, right now. That's completely fine. I understand that. My issue is the Browns are absolutely loaded. Which roster is more talented, the Browns roster or the Chargers roster? Can we can we point out a problem that maybe the Browns defense isn't as good as we made it out to be? They allowed the Chargers to score twenty six points in the fourth quarter. Okay, so. The Browns lost Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward in the fourth quarter. They lost both of their starting corners. Yeah. That's so, also so no, no, hang on a minute. Hang on. So the Browns defense, when healthy, was holding the Chargers down. The Chargers came roaring back, and now it's on Baker Mayfield to get the job done. You got to, I'm sorry, you got to get it done against the Chiefs in week one. And I understand the, the punt situation completely ruins the game. But you know what? Don't be in the situation where you have to punt there. Get a first down. They get a first down there, okay. the game's over. But you know how hard that is to say? Like, really? It's, Everybody seems to be able to get a first down on the Chiefs. Don't, so are don't, about the Chiefs? And oh, I'm talking one? about week one. Week one against the Chiefs. They get a first down in that fourth quarter situation off the punt, and it, the game's basically over. They okay. couldn't get a first down against the Chiefs. Why are we talking about week one? I'm talking against, about the, the two. what was the best team in football? And, and uh, Okay. I'm bringing that up. I'm using – that's a, that's another time this season where Baker Mayfield has been in – what are the other wins that the Browns had this I, season? I gave you – I gave you the, the, the Chiefs argument against Baker. I, I don't think he played well against the Chiefs. I think he cost them that game against the Chiefs. But I'm not going to give you this, this game against the Chargers and not, is on him. I, I don't think it is. He had something to do with it. Like, yeah, two, two third, three and outs in the fourth quarter. That's very bad. And then his, his last drive. Okay. The last drive. If you can't get him in, if you can't score the touchdown, I understand that. That's a tough situation to be in. But you got to get more than 27 yards. They didn't even get in a position where they had a chance to score a touchdown. He didn't even get his team in a position to, for a chance to score. He shouldn't have been in that position. The, well, he was. The, the Browns defense set up seven, six, and eight in the first. First, second, and third. I understand that their corners got hurt, and then but at the out- same time, at the same time, you have the best running game in football. You have the best running game in football, so the ability to go play action should be pretty good for you. And you can't find a way to get a couple extra first downs to clinch the game. Look, I'll give you three weeks. I'll give you three weeks. If 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 the Browns fall apart and it's Baker's fault for three more weeks, three more weeks, I will. I'll be out on Baker. I'm I'll, not I'll saying he's a bum, but I'm telling you right now, I'd take Kirk Cousins over Baker Mayfield. It's not even close. Kirk Cousins? Did you, uh, you see what Kirk Cousins did time? this weekend? Did you see what he did this weekend? He got his team in field goal range. lost to the Lions. Okay, got his team in field goal range. Got his team in field goal range. Against the oh, Lions. Oh, you gave Lamar Jackson all the credit in the world against the Lions. Not all the credit in the world. Oh, you were I put all, I put oh he converted all of that He converted my- a fourth and 19. That was really impressive. Well... Kirk Cousins Complete. marched down the field, got his team a field goal Converting range. Converting a fourth and 19 is impressive. That's pretty impressive. I'd but take Kirk Cousins any day over it's Baker Mayfield. still the Lions. What has Kirk Cousins done in prime? This wasn't a primetime game. But Kirk Cousins has won several big-time playoff games. You talk has, so, has Kirk you Cousins talk not... so much shit about Kirk Cousins all the I'm time. saying I'd take him over Baker Mayfield. I'm not saying I'd take him over Tom Brady. I don't. I, I think you're wrong. I, I mean, that's fine. That's fine. I'm just telling you, I think Baker Mayfield is a middle-of-the-pack to below-average quarterback. If, I, if, the, if everything isn't going right for him, he can't go off script and win games for you. He can't 
win games for you. He can be a part of a win, but when you need him to go win a football game, does Tom Brady have all those three and outs in the fourth quarter? Does Tom oh Brady pull it off? God. Does the he get the quarterback of all time? Yeah. Okay, Tom fine. Brady, Tom fine, Brady not Tom Brady. Fine, not Tom Brady. Give me give me somebody somebody else pretty average. Somebody pretty average. I have Derek Carr at 15. You think Derek Carr could get a couple first downs? Obviously not this week, but you think Derek Carr could get a couple first downs? Maybe. In the fourth quarter? Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I think you're just way too hard on Baker Mayfield. I think you are. I think you always have been. Was he the first overall pick in the draft? He went first, right? Okay. He went sure. first. Yeah. Talks a lot of shit. Has like, how many commercials does he have? What does he have, 26 We're commercials? Off-field yeah, stuff I am. into it? I am. I am. When you have more commercials than everybody else in the NFL except for Rob Gronkowski, you know what? That's putting a target on your back. And I'm sorry, back it up. He's never done a damn thing to back it up. He lost to Chad Henney in a freaking playoff because game. Because he's the face of, of commercials for companies? That's a big deal for you? Back it up. I'm No, I'm sorry. He has more commercials than he does wins. I, I think that's his just a te- dumb tell me he Tell me his team doesn't carry him. Well, sure. His running backs are better are better for the offense than he is. Does he have a top five offensive line? Sure. Got a top five front four? Sure. Offensive weapons as far as receivers, top ten in the league? No. Really? Odell, Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, Austin Hooper, Harrison Bryant. That's not really. I think I think the only two big names you named on that are are Jarvis and I don't think I don't think David and Joku and David and Joku was ridiculous yesterday. I don't think David one game out of five this season and he didn't perform very well last year. I think I think those tight ends don't compare to other other teams' tight ends. Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, pretty damn good, right? That's the defense, yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Team's loaded. Yeah. They carry him. But I don't think that receiving core is, is a top ten receiving core in, in the NFL. I think that's what I think and okay, so if you mix the running backs in with that, and you go skill position players, they have the best running back room in the league. Yeah, and they have the a top ten skill position room in the league. Look, I'm you're you're defending Baker Mayfield like I'm saying he's the twenty fifth worst quarterback in the league. I'm saying he's the seventeenth best quarterback in the National Football League. And I I just think you're wrong. There's a lot of good quarterbacks, and I'll I'll admit it if you're right next week. I have to do my rankings, but. Okay. I, I think I think losing by five to the hottest team in football right now is is maybe second hottest compared by behind the Cardinals is just way too hard on the Browns. Well, they Missing play the Cardinals two this of week. Two their so. big defensive weapons. I don't think they're going to beat the Cardinals. Okay, the Cardinals. Oh, they're play, so, they're, the Cardinals. So they're playing the second best, the second hottest team in football this week, and then they play the hottest they get team the, in football next week. They get the Cardinals week. at home. Baker Mayfield should be able to win that game. It's at home. Do it. I think it's get it done. Be close. I think it'll be close. Okay, we'll find out. All right, all right. Let's move on because that took twenty minutes. Let's jump to the Sunday night game. Uh, this this should be kind of quick. I mean, so bad I God. fell asleep in the third quarter. So the Chiefs get shellacked. We have a weather delay. We had several injuries on both sides. Joe Tooney broke his hand. I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to miss time. Tyree Kill got banged up a little bit. I saw Tyree Kill. He'll be fine. He's going to play. Tyree Kill will be fine. Yeah. CH has a mild MCL sprain and will miss probably one week. That's usually like two very weeks. very lucky. Probably it's usually like two, two weeks. weeks. Listen. Um, the Chiefs are have been exposed three times this year. 
and they're by some of the hottest offenses in football, I don't think they make it to an AFC championship game. With the way that they're playing, unless Patrick Mahomes can pick this team up and, and get them on pace to be the best team in football like they have been for the past three years, I see their chances of making an AFC championship game slim to none. I don't think they're beating out some of these hot AFC teams. Honestly, I think if they get a rematch against the Ravens in the playoffs, I don't think they win it. I think they'd beat the Ravens in the playoffs. Well, the Ravens are on pace to win their division. I don't think the Chiefs are winning the AFC West. I don't think the Chiefs are beating the Ravens at home in a playoff game. I don't think that's going to happen with how the Chiefs are playing. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm going to wait and see on that. I'm not ready to pick the Ravens to beat the Chiefs in a playoff game because playoff football, we've seen Lamar Jackson's just not the same guy. Um, Listen, I mean, the problem with the Chiefs, and I've been saying this for four weeks now, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but when you force them to play underneath football and you take the big play out of it, they're not disciplined. They're not going to go for 14 play drives. And what was open all night last night? Tyreek Hill underneath on a drag route was open all night long. And you know what they didn't continuously do? Just hit Tyreek Hill on a drag night all night, drag route all night long. Because that's not how they're built. And it's hard because when your defense is just going to give up 35, you're going to try to score quick because you have to. Mahomes also missed a lot of wide open Travis Kelsey passes. Mahomes didn't play his best yesterday. And doing with that, say with that what you will, but I think majority of this game, outside of the defense, is on Patrick Mahomes. 33 for 54 passing. Only 272 yards. There was a lot of drops, though. I'm not going to... But there were also... First quarter of the game, he missed Travis Kelsey wide open for a touchdown. He did. He missed him. Not into the end zone, but it was going for a touchdown. So I mean, he he hit Hardman on the sideline, and Hardman literally just stepped out of bounds. Like just stepped out of bounds. That yeah, should have been a catch. I, the whole like, blame isn't on Patrick Mahomes. No, it's, it, on it's, the it's like of the team. It's like thirty five percent Mahomes. Thirty five percent. Look, I'm not going to put it all on him. I think the play calling is part of the problem. I think that oh, yeah. Andy Reid is really inconsistent in his play calling. They obviously can't run the ball. Well, um, for for three years you've been able to do the same thing over and over and over again because nobody's been able to stop you. Nobody's been able to figure it out. And here we are in 2021, four years into this Patrick Mahomes offense. And teams are now saying, all right, well, Tyreek Hill is not going to beat us over the top. Travis Kelsey, I mean, the Bills didn't do a very good job of covering him last night. but But See, that doesn't matter to me as much because, like I said, the the Chiefs are just not willing to play a 14-play drive. And basically what every team has done now, and the Bucs kind of showed you this, the Patriots before had shown us this, if you line up in either cover zero or cover two, and you either disguise your blitzes and drop eight, double-team Tyree Kill over the top, basically you're going to be able to kind of keep their offense in check. They're looking to hit the big play. The first thing they look for on every play is the big play. And if you can get Mahomes scrambling, take away one side of the field, and try to shift the, or shift the defense to one side, you can make it difficult on them. Basically, that's what they're doing. They're making them throw everything underneath. And if you just don't give up the big play, you have a chance. You you can beat them 35-34 to 34 because their defense is terrible. So a lot of teams are doing that. I, I don't know what to do with the Chiefs. This is, this is my problem. They're going to be the five seed. They're going to be the five seed. Listen, they have three losses right now. They've played three really good teams and lost to all three of them. I... 
highly doubt they're going to lose. They'd be on pace right now to lose like eight games. No way in hell are the Chiefs losing eight games. Uh, they're they're going to end up going what? What would it be twelve and five? They're going to be like twelve and five. Their schedule gets ridiculously easy. It they'll be twelve and five at the end of the season, and everything will be fine. They'll meet up with the Bills again, and they'll probably beat the Bills because not for nothing. I don't think the Bills played good last night. Does, I don't think they played well. Does Patrick Mahomes just not have faith in his other wide receivers outside of Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey? Is that part of the issue? I or? think that I think that Hardman and Pringle and Demarcus Robinson are just really inconsistent. I just, and that's why I think Josh Gordon, and I know you think that just because Josh Gordon only had one target and one catch last night. It was night, more that, of a joke. Okay, Josh well, Gordon had one net positive yard for his team last night. I will just say that with an 11-yard catch and then a 10-yard pass interference call. Listen, when he gets integrated in the offense, he will be much more valuable, and that will help the Chiefs' offense. Okay. They will be better. Also, no Chris Jones last night. That's a big deal. He's their best defensive player. You can say what you want about Tyron Matthew. Chris Jones is their entire pass rush. They don't have a pass rush without him. So not having him last night was huge. Yeah, I agree. Um, you want to jump into the devastating kicker performance of a, a 1 o'clock game? Yeah, Mason Crossbar. In the yeah, Packers-Bengals game. Have you ever seen a kicker celebrate a missed kick before? I have not, and I've I've never seen. I I just don't understand how you you think you make that kick. I I I looked at it. And I said, "Oh, that missed." And then I see McPherson. I think McPherson. Evan McPherson. Yep. Just jumping around in the backfield. It's like I mean, he jumped straight up into his offensive lineman's arms. Yeah. He looked like Adam Vinatieri after he hit the game-winning kick in the Super Bowl in 2001. Like, just jumped straight into his offensive lineman's arms and was like, hell yeah, we just beat the Packers. And it's like, bro, you missed that. Yeah. It wasn't even close. You went 0 for 2 on field goals in that game, and you're celebrating a missed kick. Like, what? I don't understand how you think you make it. You hit the flag of the crossbar. Do you think you hit the post and it bounced? I just don't understand it. Like, at least Mason Cosby knew he missed. Well, then, his weren't close. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, and then he went on the sideline. He's like, all right, I'm going to make the next one. And he missed the next one. I'm going to go back on the sideline and get cheered up and make the next one. Not that one either. But then I'm going to go off to the sideline and get cheered up by every single person and then watch the Packers run a fourth down play. And then I'm going to have the confidence to make this one. And it goes in. I just, I don't understand. Matt LaFleur, he played like not to lose yesterday. I think he was actually worried about losing to the Bengals. He was, like, devastated that they might lose to the Bengals and was like, okay, we're just going to play not to lose. We're only going to target Devontae Adams, and basically it's just going to be Chucks all over the top. We're going to try nothing else. I will say the Bengals are a better team than I had given them credit for in the beginning of the year. Like, they are they are performing very well. They are a 3-2 and two team that at this point I was probably going to say they were 1-4. and four. And they were in this game against – they are 1-4. Field goal away from beating the Packers. Joe Burrow uh, hospitalized with a throat contusion after the game. It was precautionary after the game. No, he's been treated for it. I know, but I saw it was precautionary. It's probably not going to lead to much. You know, he's not the only player yesterday that was hospitalized because of a throat contusion. There was another player in that game. I cannot remember which one it was. It was, um, oh man, one of the Packers. uh, Defensive player on the Packers. I'm not sure. what. It might have been Kenny Clark. One one of the defensive players on the Packers was also hospitalized for a throat contusion. I've never even heard of that before. Very odd. And then two guys in the same game have throat issues. I mean, just 
Listen, we all thought that Burrow like snapped his leg in half again. Yeah. I mean, my God, that dude just can't protect himself at all. I don't understand. He is not unlucky, but Jesus. I got I didn't watch the first half of that game, and I got the notification that, oh, Joe Burrow out, hit to the legs, looks bad. And I looked to one of the guys next to me, and I said, Joe Burrow might not play another NFL game if this is as bad as this notification is making it out to be. I turned on red zone, and what do I see? Joe Burrow is on the field. I said, all right, he definitely wasn't that bad. I saw the picture of the hit, and the picture didn't even look terrible. But Well, it definitely didn't look as bad as Saquon Barkley's ankle looked yesterday. Boy. I I thought immediate broken ankle out for the season. And then it's it looks just it looked to me like his tibula slid down tibia. Tibia. Fibula and tibia. I got those yeah. mixed up. Yeah. His tibia like slid down the, the side of his leg and was like stuck into his foot. That's what that looked like. It was not good. I immediately thought high ankle sprain or just broken ankle, but he's probably going to miss 2 weeks. Looks like a low grade ankle sprain. And I guess we can just jump right into that game, actually. What are the Giants going to do? Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing is uh, Kadarius Toney, minus 1,300 versus Jake Paul. Like, is he a favorite against Jake Paul? I think so. <laughs> but but I think he'd be, like, plus 250 against Wilder. Like, do you give him any shot against Wilder? This joke was way more of a letdown than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I got a pretty good kick out of it. I mean... Tony, first of all, what a game by him. What a game. He was tearing up the Cowboys secondary. They couldn't cover him at all. They couldn't cover him. He ran a slick little zig route. Sorry, I'm just thinking about that really bad joke. I'm sorry. Listen, I thought it was funny. He ran a slick zig route and just absolutely busted Trayvon Diggs' ankles on that play. He, he was lights corner, out. Best cornerback in the league. Uh, you can stop that. That's that's like less funny than my joke was. Six interceptions in five games. Yeah, that's fine. He's played some pretty bad quarterbacks. Like, oh, I agree. I uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about Kadarius Tony definitely later in the rookie report. But what was the what was the percentage of seventy seventy percent of the Giants' offensive players went down to injury yesterday? Yeah, that is not good. Granted, they already had Sterling Shepard and. Darius Slayton. Darius Slayton out by injury. Then Kenny Galladay goes down. With a knee injury. Yep. Again. Again. And then, then Saquon goes down. Then Daniel Jones goes down. And then they lose. a very bad looking yeah, concussion. Yeah, I think he's out for a couple weeks. And then they lose Kadarius Tony due to fighting. Yeah. Like, I think they lost a lot, an offensive lineman or two in there as well. It was, that was just a mess. The Giants are just decimated. Can I, can I just say that? You've been really hard on Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones is looks number very good. He's number one in the league as far as touchdown to interception ratio. He has looked very good. I I've never really been down. I think Daniel Jones is a very funny quarterback to make fun of, especially after you run seventy yards and then fall before you make it to the end zone when nobody touches you. He's a very fun and easy quarterback to make fun of. I don't think he's the best, but I think he's a decent quarterback. Yeah, he's middle of the road. Yeah, he's somewhere in there. And uh, if my apology to the chart of the Cowboys wasn't like thought out enough and good enough for people listening, yeah, you really owe them something. Yeah, the uh, the Cowboys are coming out and looking very, very good. I, I feel w- like I feel like if we have any Cowboys fans listening to the show, I hate uh, you. If, if you're if, a Cowboys fan and you're listening to the show, I probably hate if, you. If if you 
have a spare Cowboys jersey, like a Tony nope, Romo nope, or something. Nope, I nope, feel like nope. Andrew should have to take some pictures and post them nope, on social media in a Cowboys nope, jersey. No. Are you sure? Not at all. We'll put you, hang on, what what team did I say you had to give an apology to? I gotta think on that for a second. I know I, I, I know I said it, and I'm gonna I'm gonna have to have you wear their jersey. But no, I'm Absolutely not wearing a Cowboys not. jersey. Then why do I have to wear a Cowboys jersey? Well, you were really hard on the Cowboys. I gave you, my five. You made apologies. me. You made me go out of my way. You didn't. Def- you didn't apologize oh, to the Cowboys. The Giants. You made me go out of my way to defend the Cowboys. That is something I never want to have Look, to do. I apologized last week. I'm apologizing. Again. Yeah, but I feel like it was a little bit disingenuous. Last week was, last week was an ass-ended apology. It didn't really mean much. I'm actually apologizing this week. Listen, Your they're a Super Bowl contender. Good. Yeah, I think they're the best team in the NFC. Like. In the NFC? I think the best team in the NFC. I don't know. The Cardinals are very good. I think the Cowboys are actually better than the Cardinals. Tell me that Kyler Murray is going to be healthy for 17 games, and then we can talk. Uh, uh, tell me Dak is going to be Hold on a minute. No, no, no. Because Dak's had... Dak broke his leg. Kyler Murray actually dealt with, like, nagging injuries last year just from taking multiple hits. He got He banged up his shoulder the other day, or yesterday, and he looked bad for the second half of that game. I'm still going to put the Cowboys... Maybe number three. Number three? Who's number two? If you say the Rams, I swear to God. I think the Rams are oh my the God. second best team in the NFC. Jesus Christ. It's Can you get off of them already? No. They're so good. They barely beat Seattle. Oh, no. They, they, they barely beat a team inside of their division. I'm sorry. Hold on a minute. They got shredded by Geno Smith. Geno Smith shredded them. They were winning that game by so much. It didn't even matter. It does not matter. Like... That that game was I, locked and loaded the second Russell Wilson went out. You just need to hop off of the I'm going to hate on the Rams as long as I can train. I don't hate the Rams. I like Sean McVay. I think he's the I think he's a top five coach in football. Aaron Donald. First of all, I'm the one that defended Aaron Donald last year when you were all oh, T.J. Watt's defensive player. T.J. Watt deserved defensive player. Aaron Donald's the defensive player. T.J. Watt deserved defensive player. So basically, what you're saying is Aaron Donald deserves his own award for being so much better than everybody else that he's not allowed to win that award because if that if he was allowed to win that award, they'd have to give it to him every year. Does the best player in the league win MVP every season? Right. It's the same thing. Does the best quarterback of all time? Tom Brady doesn't win it every single year, and Bill Belichick doesn't win Coach of the Year every year. So. I've I've made a case that Aaron Donald could be the best defensive player of all time. But Getting close to I it. think TJ Watt had a better season last year. Not I'm not saying TJ Watt is a better defensive player than Aaron Donald because that's but just regardless. Not true. Regardless. Yes. I, I, I like you know, I like Aaron Donald. I think Cooper Cup's really good. You know how I, think, I feel about good white receivers. I like, think you're you're seeing the Rams being Somewhat overhyped, and I'll admit that the Rams are being overhyped. And I think you're saying, "All right, well, people are going to overhype the Rams. I'm going to underhype them just to be that guy and be different." Than when would else. I ever do something because, like that? Because then, when it when it doesn't work out in your favor, you'd be like, "It was just a joke. I I've thought the Rams were good all the time." No, no, no I'm not saying you, the Rams aren't you, good. You take these chances all the time, and you're like, "All right, I'm going to be the odd one out, so that when I'm right, and this." 300 to 1 odds that I am right. I can just say that I'm better than everybody. And when I'm wrong, it's... It was a joke. Well, hang on Why a minute. Would hang on a minute. Ever do that? I, when I'm wrong about things, I admit I'm wrong. I do. I, if I'm wrong... I don't. I said, said the, the Rams are going to be very good. This week. That one was a joke. That oh, was to piss you off. No, no, no. That was, I didn't pick that game. I didn't pick... That wasn't one of my five. I didn't actually pick that game. Here but I, I don't think that the Rams are bad. I think the Rams are a very good football team. So are they number I think three they're three in the NFC to you. No, I think they're flawed. I think they're 
I understand they beat Who's the three. I understand they beat the Bucks. I would still take the Bucks in a playoff situation over the Rams. I have the Rams at, at two, Cowboys at three, and Bucks at four. But so you have the Cardinals one, is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I just as much as I love the Cardinals, like in a playoff scenario, I don't trust them. I don't trust Cliff. King- I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury at all. I don't all right. trust him. Granted, I don't trust Mike McCarthy. But I trust Mike McCarthy, who's won a Super Bowl more than I trust Cliff Kingsbury. I think the Cowboys are the best defense or the best team in the NFC. I think their defense is turnover happy. Turnovers are contagious. I think they have a top five offensive line. I think they have a top seven quarterback, which is what you need to win the Super Bowl. They obviously have a top three skill position. I mean, Jesus Christ, everywhere you look is a potential thousand yard person at their position. Now Dalton Schultz is all of a sudden a top five tight end. Like, where the hell did this guy come from? With that being said, everybody that has told us over the offseason of football that Dak Prescott is not a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. I'm not, I don't even want to acknowledge that, I want that to right acknowledge now. It. If you want to spend time and waste no, time on that, that's 30 fine. Seconds on it. I just want all of you to know, you don't have to tell me you were wrong, but because I know you were wrong. I just want to, I just want to like just reiterate that you were wrong. And we, us two were right. And. It's just I'm I'm just glad that I know it. I don't even need to hear it. But that's all I need to say. Uh since we mentioned them real quick, Seahawks season over? Yes. I, I don't think Russ comes back from this finger injury. Well, I think he comes back, but I think at no, that point I, it's yeah, too he late. He comes back, but I don't I don't know if it's going he's even gonna be able to do enough for the well, Seahawks to make playoffs. It's he's gonna miss four, six, or eight weeks, which that already scares the hell out of me. When you're telling me that it's four, six, or eight, that means that it's eight. That just tells me it's going to be eight weeks. So they have the Steelers this week. The Seahawks don't have a very good offensive line. The Steelers still have a, a, a very good defense in the NFL. It's, it's, it was overhyped coming this season, and I will admit that, but they have a very good, de- still a very good defense. Don't think they win that game. You know, I gave the Seahawks defense some shit the last, the last two weeks. Um, they actually looked pretty good against the Rams. I was impressed. They did some good things. It's better than that. They, they, have. they, they did good things. And with Ben Roethlisberger, like they're going to be able, Jamal Adams is going to be all over the place because everything's going to be short and he's going to be Will able to make though? hits. It's gonna, don't tell me because you saw Ben Roethlisberger air it out two times that he's all of a sudden this deep threat guy now. He's not a deep threat, but is everything surefired? Yeah, over it's the, all short. Okay. Like I said last week. The ones that are great can always summon that up every once in a while. He's not going to do that every week. He did it against a Broncos defense on the road that I think we overrated them quite a bit. I think I mean I didn't ever think they were legit. They definitely shouldn't have been three and zero, but they played like three of the five worst teams in football. I think that defense is a little bit overrated. It's young. He took advantage of it. He threw up some jump balls that didn't happen to be intercepted. Like it's not like he was throwing darts like Aaron Rodgers I mean they were pretty much floaters that just he threw up there so let's cool it don't don't sit here and be like oh you were wrong Ben Roethlisberger's not done no he's done they were terrible in that game oh he's still done I think he should still be benched but I mean him actually throwing a few deep balls in this game is a little bit of like hope like it's a sliver of no hope it's not yeah, it, is. it is literally not it's a sliver of hope that the Steelers can beat Geno Smith in the Seahawks offense next week at home well when we get to our picks we'll see we'll see who somebody took in our picks <laughs> um last point before we jump into some rookies here I think John Gruden should be fired I said Urban Meyer should be fired last week 
I think Urban Meyer should be, or I'm sorry, John Gruden should be fired. So I don't want to go. In, I don't. I you had explained to me what exactly was said prior to the podcast. I don't really think we should say it on the podcast because it's. Like, it seems I think pretty, it's. I think it's fair enough to mention what he said. I'm not going to say the exact quote. I would just say that in 2011, he he made a little bit of a remark that looks very one-sided right now. But to him, he has an argument for it, saying it was just how he explains people that are are untruth or that are are liars he he says that they have he calls people he claims yeah. that he calls people that are liars fat-lipped people the line that he sent to his personal friend i don't think it's a racist line i don't think john gruden is a racist i think that it was an insensitive line and it was a i'm sending this to my friend nobody's ever going to find out about this People are always comfortable saying things that they wouldn't ever say in public to their friends. That being said, you are now the coach of a national football team, football league team. That is what? What do we think the Raiders are? 75% black? Right? Probably, yeah. About 75% of their probably team more, is probably African-American. Uh, honestly. Um, I'm sorry. I know how these things go down. I find it really hard to believe that that team is going to have faith in him. I don't see them willing to rally behind someone like that. Especially yeah. a coach that's made a lot of questionable decisions in his personnel. And he apologized for it, but was kind of arrogant in the, in the apology to the media. I don't... And also, I've thought they were pretty overrated to... Anyways, but it looked to me like they quit on the season yesterday. It looked to me like the Raiders quit. Yeah, I you're playing against a, a Bears team that hasn't looked good at all with a rookie in their second start of the year, and you were a team that came off hot. You you started very hot beating the Ra- the Ravens, and they're they're two plays away from being one and four right now. They're they're two plays away from being one and four. Yeah, you you play this game against the Bears. Where Derek Carr had an off game. I'm I'm the Derek Carr truther on this podcast, and I'll say he had an off game. Twenty two completions on thirty five attempts for two hundred and six yards and interception. And he was bad last Monday. And none of the team looked good. No, nobody. I mean, Josh Jacobs had fifteen carries, forty eight yards, and and a, a touchdown at the end of the game. But like you have the you have a top four tight end in the league, and you know it's bad when Derek Carr isn't even targeting his. His tight end. Well, his- did you see some of the drops that Waller had yesterday? Yes. They were like, he looked like he was intentionally trying to drop the ball. I, I, I honestly believe the Raiders quit on John Gruden yesterday, and I don't blame them one bit. Do I think that he should be blackballed from the NFL or canceled or whatever? No, I don't think he should be canceled. He made an insensitive comment in 2011. I don't think people should be completely annihilated for things like that. But I think he should be removed as the Raiders football coach, strictly also because he is just not a good NFL head coach. He's not. I don't think he can do a good enough job coaching an NFL football team. I don't. And if you're going to make comments like that, potentially lose the locker room and not be able to win games, what are we paying you You for? You can't lose the locker room on a team that came off hot and looked like... You started off what? 3-0? It's not even week six. It's week six. It's week six, and we're already tar- Remember I said they're going to fall apart at some point? It's week six. They might have fallen apart already. And it's not even the fault of the players. It's the fault of your head coach. I mean, they might. They, they could probably lose to the Broncos this week. So Game's I, at mile high. I, I'm on the side of, of, yes, what John Gruden said was insensitive. 
there was a reporter even after the game that had said what he said was was bad looking back on the times. It's been 12 years. He apologized publicly. Like, so, but again, to what we said about Urban Meyer, you're taking all of the attention away from your franchise that started off 3-0 and and everyone was giving you credit as being a, a much better team than you, you were previously and you were thought to be before the season. So, yes, you should be 100% fired. And I, I, I will agree with you there. I, I just don't see how the Raiders, with all of this negative public attention, will win in the next few weeks. All right, before we jump into the rookie report, let's take a quick break. Okay, so in our break, we had a quick discussion, and we quickly ranked the quarterbacks in the National Football League. I went back that and are, found my rank. He wasn't able to find his because he's very... But off the top of my head, unorganized. I did it, and I, I said there was at least 15 to 16 quarterbacks better than Baker Mayfield. And I could make a case on two others, but... You told me you don't like the cases, so I, I said, fine, I won't make those cases. So I'm, I'm not going to lie to anybody listening. I uh, forgot how many really good quarterbacks there are in the NFL. Um, I have Baker Mayfield at 15 on my list. I'm not ready to move Derek Carr up past him yet. And I'm not putting Kirk Cousins above him. And you had Joe Burrow and other people on that I think list. Joe Burrow's been fantastic this year. I, uh, you can't say that Joe Burrow hasn't been fantastic. So, so fifteen. He's he's a so he's, fi- he's a, so you you fought me fiftieth percentile of of yeah. The, of so the NFL. you fought me on that, but you've been on the Derek Carr train all year. Mm-hmm. I think you're yes, taking because a, your rankings for Derek Carr. You had him twenty four. I just put him ahead of Derek. I just put him ahead of I'm Baker Mayfield. Preseason. That's, That's why fine. I've been trying to rub it in your face all year that he's not twenty four. That's fine. Best I was NFL. too low. I was too low. Like, I admit that. He's better than that. And I will say, looking at that list, like I had Jalen Hurts at twenty-seven. Jalen Hurts is better than a lot of the quarterbacks I had out of him. Yeah, he's not better than Baker Mayfield, but he's better than a lot, a lot of the quarterbacks I had. Oh, of I didn't even say Kyler Murray in that list. I never said Kyler yes, Murray. Did. No, I didn't. Yes. No, I literally didn't. All right, I did. all right, but regardless, report. regardless, report. yeah, you're getting to fucking piss me off. Do you want to start with the number one overall pick? Yeah, let's go in order like we did last year. Last okay, week. so they lost. They got Derrick Henry, the Jaguars did. Uh, their coach spent the night at a nightclub getting grinded on, and uh, he's been, he spent the whole week apologizing. They're going to London this week. Like, how many strip clubs are there in London? Like, does does Urban Meyer make it back? I'm not gonna lie to you. I think in in the UK, outside of London, there are like alleys that are strictly male only, with only strip clubs. So. Jaguars. So basically, Urban Meyer is like not coming home this you week. You might want to keep your coach on a leash and just make sure that he gets back on that 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 plane ride to the U.S. I think Trevor had his best overall week. Am I wrong to say that? I I know the Titans' defense is god awful, and that's the that's the problem that I was about to bring up is I don't know what to make of this game. He lost. He still had an interception, but again, he's. He's getting to be a more and more competent NFL quarterback. And, like, you're starting to understand, okay, this is why this guy went number one. Um, it's tough playing against the Tennessee Derrick Henrys and, and, and winning that game at all, especially when he runs for 130 yards and three touchdowns. But He went into the end zone twice and just wasn't even touched. Yeah. Like, 10-yard touchdown runs and he wasn't touched. And you still have eight, you're still playing against Ryan Tannehill with – a wide receiver core that 
is isn't very good. AJ Brown played, didn't look like AJ Brown. Yeah, okay, maybe it was Trevor's best game. No, I'm not going to say it is. I think his game against the Bengals. The Bengals. Okay, game. that's fair. That's fair. But he's had two solid yes, weeks in a row. Two solid weeks back to like in a row. I'm giving him credit. I I understand why he went number one. And I I don't know if this might be the last time we can really talk about Trevor in a rookie report unless he does really bad or really good. Because if this is what we're going to see, then we're just going to be kind of repeating ourselves over and over. I yeah, think he's. He, I think he's finally hit that line where. Unless he performs really, really bad or like the number one quarterback on the week, we can't really talk about him anymore because we're seeing why he went number one. So on to the number two pick who played in London for the first time ever in his football career. Who everyone got to see him. Yeah, this is the first time that everyone has watched. It Zach wasn't Wilson. a primetime game, but it was kind it's, of. It's a, if you're playing the London game, you're the only game on. Everybody's watching you. I thought he was bad. 19 for 32, 192 yards, and an interception. And the pick was bad. Yeah, It was a bad pick it, again. I, I had even told you. He tried I – don't, I don't know. I think he tried throwing it to Corey Davis. Well, he the throw either has to be in front of Corey Davis or it has to be a complete back shoulder to the sideline. And he threw it behind as if – Yeah, Davis. he threw it behind Corey Davis and just didn't get the route right. Yeah. Look, I did see more checkdowns this week. I saw him just check it down, take the eight yards, and get out of there. But he missed on a ton of big throws. Just missed. And it's not like the Falcons' secondary is any good. They were missing their two top corners, and they basically couldn't do anything over the top. Corey Davis was held to, like, 11 yards until the final drive. Yeah. It. Look, I need... I'm the Zach Wilson truther. I, Ten times more than you are. I need to start seeing more. I, I've I've given him three seasons because he is on the Jets, but I'll give him two seasons. I'll drop that down because the Jets are a little bit are performing better than we had we had thought previously. Their defense is performing better. Their receivers they aren't clicking right now. It's looking like Corey Davis is the only competent receiver in that offense. No, Jameson, I, I don't think that's true. Jameson Crowder I, yeah. has looked good in the two games that he's. I think back, Crowder's looked good, but, and Elijah Moore had two balls tipped away from him. That if the ball was put in the right spot, it's a catch for a touchdown. So I, I've actually liked what I've seen out of him. And Michael Carter, I think, has been pretty good. They haven't used him enough, but I think Michael Carter's been good. So I, I'm, I'll drop the three seasons that I gave him to two, but I need to start seeing a little bit of pro- pro- progression. Yes, yeah, here's two pick. Here's my thing with Wilson. All the other quarterbacks have gotten better in. Five starts. Last week was Wilson's best week, and he got worse after that week. I, yeah, and it was his best week against a really bad team. Like, <laughs> the Titans' defense is bad. And they didn't have any receivers, you know? At least, like, Trevor played them with A.J. Brown, so there was a threat that they were going to score. Like, I, they're just... I, I'm just not seeing it. I'm not seeing the progression. Like, Mac. I've seen a progression from week to week with him. First week, he couldn't handle blitzes. He's gotten better with blitzes. You know, second week, like, he was having trouble, you know, picking stuff up that was over eight yards. He's starting to hit stuff down the field. Trevor, the first week, couldn't read a defense at all. Like, just couldn't read it. Justin Field in his first week, the play calling was really bad and whatever. But, like, second week, okay, he had trouble with some ball security. This week against the Raiders was clearly better. Justin Fields was really good. I was really impressed with him. Wilson, I haven't seen any change in anything. I saw him check the ball down a couple times this weekend. Well, okay, you get a a 
B minus for that. Like you, you, you check the ball down. Good for you. I need to see you put one together. He's got to put one together. All right. Let's, uh, I would say let's go to the third pick, but the number four pick played in this exact same game. And wait, what? Oh, okay. Okay. Kyle Pitts. You want to do Kyle Pitts first. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's a hall of famer. We now understand why a tight end went number four to the Falcons. Finally, we saw in week five why he was so hyped up in this draft. Nine receptions for 119 yards and one touchdown. Granted, oh, he's the man. Granted, he was the only option in this offense outside of Cordero Patterson. But I think that's even more impressive. The whole defensive focus should have been on him. That catch he made over the middle with one hand was like, yeah, this dude is the catch and run stuff, the ability to go over the top. Like, he's so smooth. He can block. Like, did you see the blocking in the run game? He was really effective there. He, I told you, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I have it, no doubt in my mind he's going to be a Hall of Famer. It was it was a great performance. Finally, we're seeing why why he went number four. All right, let's let's jump back to the number three pick, Trey Lance in his first real start. He's not ready. I said it. He's not ready. We were right, and and it was we we finally figured out that the 49ers were one hundred percent right by by not starting him until they very much had to. Look, it looked like one of those goofy college games where, like, they basically don't trust the quarterback at all to do anything. So it's like, okay, when we need you to throw it, we actually want you to look to run first before you throw, and then if something's there, then throw it. Like, that was just really, really confusing. Um, They couldn't get anything going. Obviously, no George Kittle really hurts. But he's not ready. He needs to sit. It's not – he's just not ready. He looks too young. I don't think he knows what he's looking at out there. He looked really confused the whole. He, you know what he looked like to me? He looked like Cam Newton last year in the Patriots system, where he kind of wasn't sure what he was supposed to be doing, and it was kind of like the play would immediately break down, and he would just try to take off, and then he'd try to make something happen. It just wasn't good. He's not ready. Fifty-two percent completion percentage on the day, eighty-nine rushing yards on sixteen carries. So I mean, you're seeing the rushing upside of Trey Lance, but he he is. A lot, a lot of work to get to where he's going to be an NFL quarterback. All right, you want to jump into the number five pick? I think, I think, talk about Jamar Chase just a little bit. That he's is is the wide receiver that we had all or I had hyped him up to be at least. Yeah, I mean, as of right now, he's the best wide receiver in the class. I still think Devonte Smith by the end of his career will be better, but Jamar Chase is, and I think I said Jamar Chase was going to be the man right off the bat. He's you know he's really physical and athletic and you know he can win jump balls easily. And that's what he Joe does. Burrow's favorite target. Well, yeah, they you know yeah you're seeing that college football connection come into the NFL splendidly for the Bengals. Jamar Chase six receptions for 159 yards and a touchdown. That's probably all we really need to mention of it. And then I want to jump to well we got pick 11 first before we get to the player I want to jump to. But Justin Fields, the quarterback that went number 11. What do you what do you what do you think about what you saw this week? He looked better. I think that he kind of got a good situation where the Raiders. I like I said before. I think the Raiders quit on John Gruden over the weekend. So I don't know exactly what he was really playing against, but you know he made he did make some mistakes. He's still got to be more careful with the football. He's really lackadaisical with it, and that's going to turn into turnovers. But you know he's got a big arm. He's athletic. Although he really didn't, he wasn't able to outrun some linemen a few times, and that was kind of concerning to me. And then it looked like he got hurt because you just have to get down, get your eight yards, and get down. Do not try to run people over. 
but obviously the best week he's had so far. He looked impressive. Um, just really all around was solid. Just solid. I agree. Know? But I think the Raiders stink, and you know I'm I've been saying that, and I think when a team quits, like you're gonna look good. I want to take a quick jump into a, a a guy that we probably a position that we probably would never talk about. Um, Rashawn Slater went number thirteen, and he is the absolute man. Like he may still not be better than Penesul, but I think he's better than. But Pinesol. it's closer than it was come the draft. I it's, disagree. I think that come draft night, we both had said like Slater is just as good as Sewell, if not better. I maybe I know I said that. I I felt like Slater could have been the pick to go as the first lineman. I thought he was just just as good. He's just. I don't know what you told me about how he did yesterday. You, you gave he me a told quote, that, I think. He said that he told Austin Eckler, during, or Austin Eckler said he was told by Slater during the game to stop chipping Miles Garrett because it, if he chips him, it makes it harder for him to block him. He's better off blocking Miles Garrett one-on-one. So he was comfortable taking Miles Garrett one-on-one yesterday. Miles Garrett, the guy that might actually break Michael Strahan's sack record this year, was pretty much held in check by Rashawn Slater. Yeah, that dude is the absolute man, and I'm I'm loving that we're seeing it. And now on to pick fifteen. I'll let you do your little uh, Mac Jones spiel, weekly spiel. Um, look, Mac was uh, Mac was solid yesterday. He made some mistakes. Uh, the pick wasn't a great pick. It was you know it, it was thrown up there. It it should have been knocked down, but whatever. He threw two other balls that should have been picked. His team hurt him. I mean, Damian Damian Harris fumbling on the fucking one-yard line. Not even one-yard line, inch-yard line as they're going to score a touchdown. But then, you know, he stayed composed and, you know, let him on their biggest comeback since 2017 on the road. I thought that was pretty impressive. That touchdown pass he threw to Hunter Henry was a sweet throw. Like, just kind of dropped it in the bucket. You know, I'm a homer. I, I think the kid's amazing. Honestly, he's been everything I've wanted him to be, but... The guy I really want to talk about is Davis Mills. Having himself a day against the Bill Belichick rookie defense. Yeah. Um, I, okay, so I'm sitting here on my couch watching that game, and I'm watching Texans players running wide open down the fucking sideline. Kid, Kid show. show. Again. And I'm like, hey, J.C. Jack. Oh, so we trade Stephon Gilmore, and then like our, you know, our secondary decides they don't know how to play anymore? I'm like, what is going on? Uh, Chris... Conley or Cooley and Chris Conley was it Conley or Cooley is Conley Conley, yeah Conley and then this other little receiver they had made more more yeah I'm like what the hell what is it they're running flea flickers on us like what David Johnson looked like 2016 David Johnson I don't understand what happened there and he only rushed for five yards yeah but but like he only rushed (laughs) for five yards but I think he had like 37 yards of receiving and all 37 of those yards were first down yards like we couldn't get off the field and i'm like davis mills is tearing us up what the hell is this bill belichick i thought you were the so does this say more about davis mills or more about zach wilson week two because (laughs) belichick couldn't stop davis mills but he was able to shut down zach wilson so what does that say davis mills should have been the number two pick in the draft (laughs) no hot take central baby i i don't know i don't really know like I think this was just one of those those games of that just shouldn't have happened. It, but it, it, but it honestly, did. to me, looked like New England was like, oh, we just hung in with the Bucks last week. Fuck, we're going to roll in here and just steamroll the Texans. And then they're like, oh, wait a minute. Four of our starting offensive linemen aren't available. 
we we had to go to Yadni Kajuste and I forgot the other guy's name and Justin Hera. I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be a nightmare. And then we can't hold on to the football. I, I've never seen this many fumbles ever in my Patriots life. I've never seen this. So that was that was not fun. We already talked about Kadarius Tony. I thought he was awesome yesterday. He, he's, I thought yesterday he was better than what Jamar Chase has been this year. I, I thought he was lights game? out. Sure. Yeah, for yeah. the one game, yeah. I thought he was just lights out. But this has been his first... He's had two weeks, basically. This is the first game that... No, no, second game. He had six catches for 87 no, yards that last he's week. No, he was the clear number one target. No Kenny Galladay, no Darius okay, Slayton, no, fair. no Sterling Shepard, none of those guys. He was the clear number one target, and it worked. It, that catch I, he had on the sideline, um, on the it wasn't really a Hail Mary, but it was a deep... It was a go route where he hauled it in over the defender and then like got his toes in. That was ridiculous. He's... he I. I thought he was going to be more of a Percy Harvin. He clearly can run routes and like make plays over the middle. He's very good, and he's a, he's just fired up all the time. He's wanting uh, to listen, fight people I, out on the field. Like I said earlier in the show, like minus thirteen hundred against Jake Paul. Stop! It's not going to hit. It's just it's not anymore. <laughs> I'm funny. trying, okay? It's not anymore funny. And then Najee Harris. Lastly, twenty fourth overall pick, showing why he went in the first round. Um, I said it last week, like. I'm I'm slowly working my way into why that was a good pick. I still think it should have been offensive linemen. Granted, the guys that we could have taken haven't been performing well on the offensive line. Like Christian Darisaw, but he didn't even fall to us, so we can't even say that it would have worked out. But Najee has his first actual game getting rushing yards. He got, what, 122 with a touchdown, averaging five yards a carry. That's great, seeing as he was averaging like 2.6 after week three. Loving what I'm seeing out of Najee Harris. Glad he's finally performing. Still not the best running back Ben Roethlisberger has ever played with, like he said last week. But if I hear that again out of Ben Roethlisberger, the take of Ben Roethlisberger is not a Hall of Famer is coming back, and that's going to be part of my argument. Because clearly he doesn't know what kind of talent he's played with over the years. And then uh, just one more rookie we got to talk about. He was set to come back this week. Isn't going to make it. Uh, Rashad Bateman. Just look for him to get a little bit more targets in that offense with, with some of the receivers I'm, going I'm down. interested to see how he does tonight. Not that I think he's going to play a whole lot, but... No, he's not He's not activated tonight. Oh, he's not activated tonight. Oh, if okay. I didn't, then, then sorry. I might, will, I just probably was blocking you out like I do most of the time. His first game will be next week against the Chargers, so we will see... Oh, they're going to drop him in against that we, secondary. He is okay. a very decent schedule. Kind of, he's the Chargers, but then the Bengals and the Vikings and the Dolphins who all and the Bears who haven't really all looked great this year, so we'll... We'll get to see how he performs in, a, in an offense where he's the second best option in the deep threat, kind of. So just keep, just keep an eye out on him to see how he plays in his first game back. All right, take us in. Into the best segment, best sports segment in all of podcasts, the Flaming Five wins of the week. We really need a sound bite for we that. We do. We need a sound bite big time. I'll have to get us one at some point here. Okay, we both went 5-0 and on the weekend. Yes, we did. You know, pretty. Listen, I had a rough go of it because I had to sit there and watch the Packers and the Bengals miss field goal. I'm sorry, not the. I had to watch the Vikings have to march down the field after the the Lions took the lead, and then my Patriots almost blow it to the Texans when I clearly thought that they were going to win that game, and then I have Nick Folk kicking 52 yarders against the Texans to try to win it. That was stressful for me. Yeah, it was. Uh, you were right on the Falcons Jets being kind of a trap game. It was twenty-seven to twenty, and 
I'm very happy that that paid off. The Rams Seahawks, you were wrong about. It wasn't very much of a trap game. It was twenty six to seven. It was. It was that game was closer than it should have been, though. Yes, it was within nine points, but I didn't really have a doubt. The one game that was closer than it really needed to be is the Cardinals and the Niners, seventeen to ten, where we both had. I had thirty four. I mean, I had thirty four to twenty eight, but you had twenty eight to thirteen. So. It was a lot closer than we both had it. I'm I'm still up too. It is currently twenty to eighteen through week five. Neither one of us, for the first time, have the Monday night game, so we don't have to worry about that. And I'll end it this week. I was criticized pre-podcast for my my picks of. Well, listen, listen. Not I don't being, have a not problem. Being ballsy enough. I don't have a problem with you picking you know two or three of the easy games, but you don't get to come out here and be like, okay, let me pick against the Giants, uh, the Jaguars. Uh, you know what? I think I'll pick against the the Broncos. They kind of stink right now. Let me pick all the easy games. Have some balls. So, okay, put some hair am, on your nuts. I am. And, I'm making. I'm making okay. it audible. I'm gonna announce your first team. I don't get to announce uh, my go teams. Ahead. Announce. Announce. Your your pick against my team. Okay. So my my ballsiest pick of the week. I'm gonna take the Seahawks over the Steelers, twenty-one seventeen. I think that Seattle is a good spot for Geno Smith. I don't think Geno Smith is any good, but I think that he's good enough to get you a win every once in a while. We've seen him be successful, and I think that they're going to find ways to get the ball in DK Metcalf's hands, and I don't think the Steelers can stop him. I'm going to throw in an audible. I had Colts-Texans before this. Yeah, this is what I'm I'm talking about, everybody. I'm taking it out. I'm going Steelers over the Seahawks. 21-17. Okay, cool. Oh, I, you're going to flip my score, yep, too. Yep. Okay. I'll flip your right. score, too. Wow, I hope so, I get that one right. So I have I have made a switch. I'm, I'm showing I'm, – I'm growing some, some nut hair on this one. I guess I've been a little bit too soft with my picks. But so they are my first team. And then my second game, I have the Bucks beating the Eagles 38-24 to on the road. Okay. I have the Chargers over the Ravens. And that's the Monday game, right, or the Sunday game? That's a late window game. I, I guess think. the Sunday. I think it's the Sunday game. game. Uh, I have that score thirty eight twenty seven. I just think the Chargers are riding high right now. Uh, your next game. I have the Packers beating the Bears on the road thirty to twenty one. Okay, I also have that game. I have thirty one seventeen. And then my fourth game, I have the Raiders beating the Broncos on the road twenty eight to twenty four. My next game is going to be the Rams over the Giants. Yeah, that one's a. I'm just taking that. I need to get some weeks back on Andrew here. I got 37 to 21. I still think Mike Glennon can put up some points, though. Oh, Chargers Ravens is just a 1 o'clock game, by the way. Oh, that's a 1 o'clock? Oh, you know what they should do? They need to flex that game for the Bills the, Titans. No, no, for the Seahawks Steelers game. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's the Sunday game. They need to flex oh, the Chargers Ravens game yeah. to the Sunday night game. Yeah. But you know why they're not? That's probably Ben Roethlisberger's last Sunday night game, and they probably want to do their whole big circle jerk about him, about how he's this alleged Hall of Fame quarterback when actually he's just like a serial rapist. What is wrong with you? I hate Ben Roethlisberger. Why? He's a a dirtbag. He's a dirtbag. All right, my last game, I have the Bills beating the Titans on the road 35-17. to I also have this game, I have Bills over the Titans 35-24. to So we have, what, three, three of the same game, three of the same picks? Uh, we've picked in three of the same games, but two of oh, them yes. are the same, and then you have the flip-flop yeah. on my Seahawks pick. Listen, week five was sloppy. I, I really hope that this starts to turn around, but I think this is like four of the five weeks that I've come in and said that 
the play was sloppy. I, I hate sloppy football. I don't like it. It's gross. There was so many missed kicks. Yes. What was there? Seven missed extra points like in the first 20 minutes of the one o'clock window. Yeah. It, it was it wild. Was, it was the bad. Texans and the Patriots missed three. They missed Nick Folk missed an extra point, And then Kaimi Fairbairn like went haywire. And then Mason Crossbar decided that he was going to also go haywire. I, I don't understand what's going on. I hate kicking to begin with. I've always hated kicking. Kickers' I, lives matter too. Hey, kickers are people it, you too. You say it all the time. I, I, in fantasy I'm, the, I'm the kicker. No, no, you're here. the anti-fantasy kicker guy. I hate kicking in real football. But listen, they got to clean it up. It's We've had a lot of sloppy play. Clean it up. That's all I got to say. So back to what you were saying about ben, Big Ben's last Sunday game. I think that is, in fact, his... Yeah, it's he has, it's he has four primetime games. So he has uh this week against the Seahawks, he has the Bears on the eighth, the Vikings on the ninth of December, and then the Browns January third. So he has he has four primetime games coming up. So I, I'm Yeah, not, I think two of those are Monday nights and then or one of them's a Monday, I think one's a Saturday, and then the other one's a Thursday game. In Ben we trust. Okay. Sure. Big benched. But I think that's it for this podcast. We we've got all our picks in. It's been an exciting, exciting five weeks of our of the best sports segment in, in podcast history. And we we're we're starting to learn a little bit more about the rookies, so our, our in depth analysis might might start to get a little bit worse, but we're hoping to see more rookies kind of blossom into better players and we're gonna start seeing rookies perform a lot better. So As always guys, check us out on Twitter at Highly Undisputed. That's highly undisputed without the E. Send us an email at gmail.com, highly undisputed 247. And uh, our Twitter bios are in. Our Twitter, our Twitter, Twitter profiles are, are in the, the bio. See, I don't go. know how to work Tic Tac and it's, Twitter. That's and Twitter. So. Insta chat, Snapgram. I know how Jesus. Facebook works, and then that crashed on me the other day, and I almost didn't know what to do with myself. Like, how am I going to scroll on anything? You wouldn't believe that he's 24 and he puts on this old man persona all the time. I like my old man persona. I feel like I'm very comfortable with it. Oh, my gosh. All right, guys. This we will the, see you this next. This the last episode. I quit. Uh, you quit? Yes. Wow. We were just about to start getting paid, too. That's all right. I don't care anymore. I will. Garrett, we'll see you guys next week. I won't be here. <laughs>